Do you like ghosts, cryptids, celestial beings, and witchcraft? Then you'll likely find us tolerable. We are a pair of best witches approaching the paranormal in this realm and beyond with respectful and curious nature. We love to weave within the weird. So So let's get frightfully delightful. We are ever grateful for the opportunities to share space with, learn from, work with, listen, and hold witness the people, ancestors, matriarchs, spirits, and creatures, past and present, whose stewardship and cultural teachings have brought life to the lands upon which we dwell. May we all do our part as uninvited guests to ensure that the land is stewarded and led by its rightful guardians and spirits. Luna resides on the traditional lands of the First Peoples of the Mississaugas of Scugog Island First Nation. These lands are covered under the Williams Treaties and rest within the traditional territory of the Anishinaabeg. The land, sea, sky, and spirit that Amanda resides within is vast and deep Stalo Coast Salish traditional territory. The area upon which she lives, learns, unlearns, and tells her stories within is stewarded and cared for by the Chilwayak people. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Luna. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very well. It's been a good week, I feel like. It's been uh, nice settling into the summer season. Yeah. Yeah. How was your week? It's been pretty good. My kiddo is officially a high school graduate. So that is surreal. And also very, I'm very proud. I've been proud mama. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's just, it's very weird. I don't feel like someone who would have a high school graduate child like you know young adult I guess now yeah so that's been very surreal and I'm over the I'm over summer already to be honest bring on the fall please (laughs) (laughs) I definitely have that same like I'm I don't like the heat however the summer feels a little bit different for me yeah I'm not working right now. I'm just, well, I'm not working like a regular, like. You're not working for someone else. Yeah. And so it's been really like, there's moments where I'm like super duper duper grateful. And then there's moments where I'm like, what am I fucking doing? (laughs) (laughs) So it's been, it's been definitely an interesting month for me that way. Like we're coming up to a month in a couple days Mm -hmm. of me being not working for Phoenix at the moment. And it's been, it's been nice because it has allowed me to really like feel excited, even a little bit about the summer. Like it's different when you can't really enjoy it. Yeah. So I, and it's not to say that I didn't enjoy the summer while I was working. It was just, it was just different. And like, I get to hang out with Addison, like, every day and yeah 
we reinstated our end of school start of summer tradition and every year from the time that Addison was in preschool we would go to Crescent Beach and we would get ice cream and go in the ocean and that dropped off for a couple years yeah I was either working or Addison wasn't into it and so it was a tradition that we did with my mom and my mom really wanted to go so I proposed it to Addison and we went. It was a really nice way to commemorate the summer and enjoy it, like have an actual point of joy. Whereas over the last like four years, I don't really remember there being a point like that for me. And that's not to say that there was anything wrong. It felt just too busy yeah, for me to be able to like slow down enough to go. Or there was no like money for gas because it's like an hour and a half to get there. Yeah. So it's quite a bit away. The things that just, they just lined up really well. And I'm really glad that, that they did because I know that it really helped Addison and it helped me. And it was a really good time with my mom. It's such a nice summer tradition to ice cream and the ocean. And it's simple. It's not extravagant. It's not, you know, there's no, like, there's there's energy expended for sure, but there's no, like, party or, like, you know, big thing. It's just ice cream at the beach. And, yeah. Yeah. And it was really fucking good ice cream, too. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Because that's what you need. I feel like now that we're officially in summer, after the summer solstice, I feel like now is the part of summer where everything like slows down and it's really beautiful that you had this moment to like reconnect with that tradition and slow down and just be in the moment and be able to like experience that that joy the joy of you know ice cream and the ocean you know you had that chance to get away from like the busy go go hustle hustle and enjoy that kind of like slow, joyful summer moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how at White Rock where we where we took you when you were here? Yeah. How it was all rocky? Yeah. Like even up to like the shoreline and stuff? Yeah. So at Crescent Beach, there's more sand. Ooh. Yeah. So. So we're going there next time. We're definitely going there next time. Yes. And it's so different in October. I really love the ocean, like around those those times, like the the times yeah. where it's not like seasonally Busy. thought of much. Yeah. So like it was, we got down there at like noon, which is when usually the um the shops open up. But when you go when it's an off season, you get a different interaction with the ocean, which is also very interesting. Mm-hmm. We uh. Well, this kind of like this kind of goes into my a portion of my like fright. So when when we go to the ocean, I bring an offering so as not to become an offering to the sea. (laughs) (laughs) And as an offering, I bring something that I put into the ocean because I, I typically will take some ocean water. So that exchange is there. And then when we leave, we always try to leave it better than we came and this time I picked up garbage on our way back and it was like almost a full grocery bag full of garbage it was there was so much garbage so that 
kind of brings me into, so I've been really looking really hard for a hagstone. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really want to find a hagstone by myself. Koira, our eldest, she finds them all the time. <laughs> and so does Ryan, doesn't he? Yeah. He's pretty good at finding them. He's really good at finding that kind of stuff for sure. I really want to find my own. And you know those times where you feel like your magic is like waning and it's like ebb, like it's in that ebb instead of that flow? Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a term for it, like when you're like really connected to a deity and then all of a sudden you don't like you don't feel them anymore. And you're oh, like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where the fuck did you go? <laughs> yeah. Kind of feels like abandonment a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like what? So those um, in like the magical community and like the witchcraft community can be known as a fallow time. OK, I like that. It's a period, so it is a two. It's a two weighted word. So, in its definition, it means like a period of time where it's unproductive, and it can also be a period of time in order to restore. Mm-hmm. So, even though, so it's almost like the winter, like you know, when the winter yeah. it's like seemingly barren, but there's like lots of stuff going on underneath. It's similar to that, just because we don't see it. Or have experiences with it. It is a fallow time. Doesn't mean that it's not there or it won't come back. Or that it doesn't need to be still. Yeah. But I would also argue that it doesn't mean that those times aren't needed and important to have. Like sometimes you need that kind of restorative, resting, fallow time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that it's important to acknowledge it for that. Like it has a purpose. It's not just like, even though it can feel like, where did all my magic go? Or why isn't it showing up this way? It does serve a purpose, even if we don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to not know what it is. So I have this trick and it is, if I am missing something, I'll go keychain, keychain, come to me, reveal yourself, one, two, three, and I'll have my eyes closed. And um, on the the number three, I will open my eyes and wherever my eyes land, that's the place that I look first. It almost always works. I love that so much. So I've been trying to do it with the hagstones. Hagstone, hagstone, come to me, reveal yourself, one, two, three. Why the fuck isn't it working? Hmm. And I'll I almost become like a little bit obsessed at the beach because I will say it probably like 20 times. Yeah. I'll look everywhere and then I'll envision like what this what the hagstone will look like, right? As I'm like saying my little chant. And every time I open my eyes, I'm either staring at the ocean or I'm just staring at rocks. And I go and investigate and I'm like, do I need to dig deeper? But I don't want to disturb too much because I don't want to like, you know, when you like pull up a rock on the beach and then there's like a crab underneath. I don't want to disturb anybody's home. Yeah. So I just, I just need it to be, I not need it to be, I want it to be just there. And I, (laughs) the, the reason why it's my fright is because I don't know how to just let it go and come to me. Yeah. You know? It's like the more you want it, the more elusive it becomes. That's right. And that's frustrating. And especially 
you you can say that and you know somebody might be like well just let it go and allow it to come to you and it's like i have been as neurodivergent people we fucking hyper fixate on that shit and it, there's no letting it go no. it's like we have we hyper focus on it until it happens yeah and like i don't know i was gonna say something and i can't remember what it is now like it's i just i don't know how to let it go yeah that's the thing because like i will every time i go to the beach i will and like oh that's what i was gonna say i find one that's like almost a hagstone and all of those situations where I've asked for it to reveal itself, it is revealing itself. So it will eventually be a hagstone. Honestly, like if I pressed hard enough, I could probably create the hole. Yeah. Because it's like that thin on the rock face or the surface of the stone. But I don't, I want and want it to be weathered by the sea and the yeah. sand and the ocean, right? I don't want to have my influence on it. So. Maybe there needs to be like a, a different purpose. Like instead of just wanting it, maybe I have to like figure out what I want to use it for. Oh, yeah. Before before it will. And like be really clear about like I want to look through a stone and, you know, have that have that experience or like figure out what kind of experience I want to have with it in order for it to be in yeah. order for it to come to me like it needs a purpose yeah yeah so maybe I have discovered the reason for this seemingly fallow time maybe I need to create either a new reveal yourself <laughs> <laughs> chant or enchantment um, and figure out what the purpose for this hagstone will be yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's being a little bit elusive because it's like, yeah, that's great that you want to have one and find your own, but what are you going to use us for? Yeah. What what is your what's your goal here? What is your intention with this said <laughs> hagstone? <laughs> the ocean is vetting me. Okay, I can I can get behind that. Yep. <laughs> Gosh, I absolutely loved visiting the ocean when i was there last time mm. um mm -hmm. i don't know why but for the last mm, maybe like four or four ish years there's like something in my soul that was just like go to the ocean go to the ocean you need to you need to go like you need to touch the ocean and like i just had this quiet obsession yeah. in my soul that I wanted to go so bad and then when we did I was like yes I just now I need to be able to come here whenever I want yeah well and the funny part about yesterday was that I I feel like I need to explore that more that like because the ocean is relatively close and the rivers and things are like the bodies of water are fairly prevalent here mm -hmm. i think that it's important to explore that so that's what i'm going to do this summer i'm going to explore different bodies of water and get closer to to that energy so yeah yeah i love that keep me posted on that please because i love water water is so healing and it's just so i don't know such a deep magic about it there is something to be said about the lapping of waves. Yes. 
that like it fills your it, it honestly does fill your whole body your mind your like it engages all of the senses like you can taste the salt water even if you're not like drinking right right mm-hmm. you can smell the ocean and all of its life you can feel the waves and the water and you can hear like it's just it's so it's so engaging but it's not that overwhelming engaging it it's wholeness I feel like yeah it's like a whole experience and that's super magical <laughs> <laughs> it is mm-hmm. it totally is okay tell me about your fright um I don't know I started working on my paranormal travel case finally like in earnest and I put up a poll on our Instagram the other day and thank you to everybody who took a moment to see it and to vote and decide that's why I put up a poll (laughs) it was very like I shared the results and it it was almost a tie in some cases. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to use a little bit of everything. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Like a patchwork. Yeah. So like I'm going to use the one that, that technically won is the one I called Spooky Witch. Okay. I'm going to use that one for like a big, a main piece. And then I'm going to do like little accent kind of things with the other ones. So that way there's a little bit of it all in there. I love that. That's such a great idea. Because why the fuck not? Yeah. I found these little antique frames, which somebody had ruined with chalk paint. And so I had to get all the chalk paint off. And there was gorgeous kind of brassy bronze underneath. And I was like, why would you spray this with fucking white chalk paint? Yep. How awful. But anyways, so I made, I took that and I made a little black mirror And then I put magnets on the back because there's a little metal strip on the underside of the lid of the case. And I put magnets on that and magnets on the back of the mirror. So it magnetizes to the lid of the case. I'm taking videos. So when I get like get a little farther ahead, I will share them on our social media for people. But I'm really excited about how this is turning out and I my head is just swimming with ideas and I'm going to have a little spot for the spirit my spirit boxes so it's going to be part paranormal part witch stuff mm-hmm. because that's how I want it to be cuz are a paranormal investigator slash witch exactly a lot of sense so I want to be able to bring like my spirit box and my headphones and stuff as well as you know if I need if I want candles or incense or crystals and my tarot like I have a little tarot deck that's gonna go in there and like all of that so I'm working on getting that together and I'm very excited and when it's done I'm going to have to come up with a reason to take it somewhere (laughs) and go and investigate and be witchy and just, I don't know. So when you're ready to consecrate it with your first outing, Mm -hmm. feel like you should do it on your own. But for maybe like the second one. Yeah. 
we should do like we'll both take our witchy travel cases out to different places and have like an experience. I love the sounds of that. Me yes. Too. Yes, yeah. please. Yes, yes. That would be so fun. And we can do a spooky phone session. Hang out with our spooky cases. Yeah. <laughs> Church likes the idea too. He was he was looking at me. I know he can't hear me, but he was looking at me the entire time I was talking about it. So he did this really cute thing earlier where he leaned over to my screen and sniffed where your face is. Oh my god. And it was the absolute I didn't want to interrupt you while you were talking, but I I almost died of cuteness. I love him so because much. Because he leaned over and he just like sniffed right where your face is on the screen. Oh my god. It was god. so cute. Um, um <laughs> <laughs> We did it again. Speaking of adorable animals, that segues really nicely into my delight. Ryan and I started the Island of the Sea Wolves yesterday on Netflix, and it's about the animals on Vancouver Island. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say where on Vancouver Island, but it's it's a remote place, and it's narrated by Will Arnett. (laughs) (laughs) And they have names for all of the animals. Yeah, like individual names. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. There is. Okay, so I was like a little bit spicy. (laughs) Ryan and I were a little spicy in regards to the way that they depicted the animals. (laughs) Because in some cases, it was like, okay, so female eagles are larger than male eagles. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the eagles that they... The eagles that they are documenting. The male's name is Spiro and the female's name is Misty. Okay. <laughs> and I, okay. So it takes you from spring until winter. So it starts in spring. And <laughs> so spring is when all of like the babies are born and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So early spring, I think, is where they what do you call it? Um, early spring is when they are doing like their mating. So Spiro has to bring Misty treats. Yeah. In order for her to even acknowledge that he could potentially impregnate her and become her mate. Yeah. And Spiro isn't very good at it. And the writers were so mean about how Will Arnett told the story. Because they don't say this, but I know that it's because of climate change and things that are going against the ecosystem, mm-hmm. naturally or unnaturally. So Spiro is having a really hard time finding like big pieces of fish and stuff like that to bring to Misty. And Misty's just sitting there like this big unimpressed thing and I got really irritated with her because the way that they the the way that they like do like camera angles and stuff she just looks so incredibly pissed off and like I could (laughs) never refuse Spiro and there was this one instance where Spiro's like trying his fucking hardest to find her just like a piece of something and he's sitting on a rock in the middle of the fucking ocean and then a crab walks up to the rock 
And he's like, oh, I'm going to get you. And then he gets him. And then the crab's like, no, you're not. And is like attaching to his fucking beak. And he's like poking his eyes. And Spiro's like, ah, 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 trying to get, and there's like wings. Like he doesn't have hands, right? So he's like <laughs> trying to get this crab off his face. And it's just, it's like the most, it's the, it's the most hilariously depressing thing I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. And it's just like, wow. Like, it was so funny, but so sad because yeah. he was trying so hard. And then he's just like <clears throat> sitting on the rock grab off his face and he's just sitting on the rock. He's like, oh, well, I guess we'll try again. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so there's so many different, like, they put personalities to everything. Like, that was so funny. That sounds so entertaining. It's so good, Luna. <laughs> and then there's, so it's, they enter, like, Spiro doesn't come into, uh, Spiro and Misty don't come into it until, like, probably, like, 10 or 15 minutes into the show. The first part is about the wolves. But holy fuck. It opens to a, a female wolf named Cedar, mm-hmm. and it's basically showing her eating a piece of really, like, mangled meat. Ew. And Will Arnett goes, Cedar is a lone wolf. She has been separated from her pack, or uh, what do you call it? Um, what do you call, what is the word for <sighs> outcast? She's been outcast. And she's having, so she doesn't have the pack to help her with finding food. Yeah. And the reason is because the alpha male Jasper got her pregnant at the same time he got his alpha female pregnant. (laughs) So it's like human drama. It's a love triangle. And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck, Ryan? He was like, I don't know, but this shit is so entertaining. That is hilarious. So she has to find food for herself, by herself, while Jasper finds food for the alpha female. Her name is Dagger, by the way. (laughs) And I'm like, why the fuck doesn't Jasper get her fucking food, too? Yeah. What a dick. He's the one that slept with both of them. So it's, you know. Well, and what is Cedar going to do? You know? (laughs) <laughs> she's just gonna say no i'm pretty sure that's not how it works in the wolf kingdom oh my god, god i was so mad <laughs> what's it so what's this called again island of the sea wolves island of the sea wolves it's on netflix it's so good oh my gosh that sounds hilarious i love the island so much my mom and i uh realized because on, where we were on Crescent Beach, you can see Vancouver Island from. Okay. So we realized that it has been exactly 10 years since we've been, like, it's been exactly a decade since we've been on the island. And Aww. we both felt, I was like, yeah, mom, like, we, we both feel, like, really melancholy around the summertime. Because usually we would be spending a lot of time on the island during the summer. Mm-hmm. 
So it was very fortuitous that Ryan and I decided to, and it's so funny because the reason why we decided to put the movie on is because we thought it was going to be a sleepy time show, but we just got so riled up. We didn't fall asleep <laughs> until like one o'clock in the fucking morning. There's only three episodes, but I was infested and <laughs> The way that they end episode two and then start episode three, I was incensed. (laughs) It was so distressing. I was distressed. I have to check that out. Yes. And tell me everything because I could go on. There's marmots. There's bears. There's black bears. There's a black bear named Brutus. He's adorable but also a dickhead and there's also two otters so a mum and a and a baby named rocky i can't remember what the mum's name is now but she does everything she can to keep this fucking baby alive and <laughs> this kid is just an absolute leech <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> and so she has to eat so much food in order to keep this baby alive and in episode three rocky's older so she does keep him alive spoiler uh rocky's older but he can't figure out how to break his like voice or his clams so there's like one port one point where so he sees his mom and she has a rock that she gets like she takes keeps underneath her armpit she has like a little pouch under her armpit and she takes her rock out and she smashes the clams on on her rock and then goes nim, 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 and smashes oh it nim, nim, and she's like super fast about it and rocky it's hilarious because his name is rocky and he can't figure out that the tool he needs is a rock it's hilarious so he tries to like he grabs his clam and he's like he's like this he's like just doing the motion of slamming because he sees his mom do it but he can't figure out that's what he needs is a rock it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious and then i fell asleep so ryan called me this morning and he was like have you watched the rest of the episode yet and i said no i'm about to record with luna and he's like fuck i need to talk to you about it (laughs) (laughs) so funny so i'm gonna be watching the rest of it after I do my grocery shopping after we record and my delight is also going to be when I talk to you about this show so yeah it is going to be I'll a, watch it a future delight as well so that's it I will watch it okay so you will let me know as soon as you start the island of the seawolves and whether you found it as hilarious and frustrating as I did <laughs> I will Thank you. I wonder if I can find it not on Netflix, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and you will. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, it's out there. <laughs> very delightful. <laughs> Sounds very delightful. <laughs> Speaking of places other than Netflix, I'm having a hard time finding the twi- the 2019 season of The Twilight Zone, like the new one. Mm-hmm. because there is an episode that Jordan Peele does and it's supposed to be like really intense and I really want to find it. Yeah. But the places that I have found it, the audio doesn't sync with the... The video? 
Yeah, that it's is like, so annoying. I, I, I can't. Sometimes I just can't even. If it's really bad, I I'm like, okay, I can't watch this. It's too distracting. I absolutely can't. I think you were on. Um, you we were talking when Addison came in, and they were like, I just watched the Titanic on times three, and it took yeah. me. 30- <laughs> It took me 30 minutes and it was absolutely hilarious. The best thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. (laughs) So I'm the same way. Like sometimes I'll listen to podcasts sometimes too, or I'll watch videos on times two because it's like my brain just needs it to be faster. Yeah. That's also a neurodivergent thing. I am pretty sure because I've had, I saw someone recommend with audiobooks because I really struggle to listen to audiobooks Mm -hmm. but someone was like just speed it up a little bit speed it up to how your brain hears talking in your head yeah like when you think your thoughts at the speed that that goes turn the audiobook up to that and it it's way easier to listen to so I have two delights I think two of them tell me to share First of all, my first one is my absolute delight when you find the coolest, witchiest shit by accident when you are thrifting or in one of those types of shops. Recently, my partner Joe and I went to what we call the bougie dollar store. There's there's a dollar <laughs> store in in a town just north of us and it's one of those has all kinds of everything but nothing is technically a dollar so i don't know how they call it a dollar anyways i digress near the bougie dollar store is a thrift store called the restore and we went in there on a whim and i found the coolest bowl i will you'll see it in the photo dump so it has in the center of the bowl it has a sun and around the outside of the bowl it has all the astrological symbols i am such a slut for black and gold me too right like i love it and i used to hate gold but i really love gold and black together like yes please i just learned something about it and i'll tell you in a second okay okay but So for people who are listening, it's a black bowl and it has the sun in the middle and the astrological symbols around it. And I was like looking at it to show you. And I looked at the bottom and on the bottom, I didn't notice this until just now, like five minutes ago. On the bottom, someone inscribed into the um, ceramic, Merry Christmas to larry from donna and then it says something i can't read but it's on the bottom of the bowl right here on the edge so somebody fucking handmade this and gifted it to someone else for christmas and you found that at the restore i found it at the restore for a dollar a dollar so is the restore a thrift store they have a thrift store so i don't know I know you guys have one. I don't I I don't know if it's different from what we have, but they're nonprofit, not like Goodwill or Value Village. They're they're nonprofit. I think it's missionary stuff, which kind of sucks. It's connected to Habitat for Humanity. Okay. And they have furniture, 
some of them have clothes some don't they have a lot of like home decor stuff and it's just kind of a mishmash of everything they have like even stuff for doing like renovations like they'll have doors and windows and tiles and just like all kinds like whatever people give them right is they have and so we went in there and i was just looking at their dishes and they had this beautiful astrology bowl it has a small crack in it but i think i think if i just take a little bit of paint and Mm -hmm. rub it in you won't be able to tell it's really cute and i like that it has kind of like those indents as like the spokes yeah i don't know what i'm gonna use it for yet you'll it'll it'll i feel like it'll change purposes but the like the first purpose is gonna be really fucking cool yeah Mm -hmm. now that i'm looking at it up close Mm -hmm. i can see like each astrology symbol you can tell is hand painted on there yeah so cute wow this is so cool that uh, like i didn't even realize that somebody had you know made this yeah i mean obviously somebody made it but like yeah but it's not like it was a hand it's a handmade gift that's really sweet what a delightful treasure yes so cute i just it has that whimsy goth feel to it yeah you know what i'm talking about do that everybody like it's (laughs) it's a big trend right now and i'm like like i see some of the stuff i'm like that's just like i had stuff like that in the 90s like i had a quote whimsy goth kind of style comforter for a long time yeah yeah with this the moons and the suns and it was it's typically it's blue and gold yeah um, oh yeah 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 you know what i'm talking about i I fucking love that shit and i loved that shit in the (laughs) 90s like that was if i could have had my whole room like that i would have and now it's called whimsy goth People yeah. call it whimsy goths. Like there's also there's style. also pastel goth. Yeah. Yeah. But the it's like that whole celestial with the suns and the moons and mm-hmm. it's like navy and either mm-hmm. that like yellow, like that dark yellow mm-hmm. or gold. Mm-hmm. But like yes, yes, please. That's, That's what a- it reminds me of. Yeah. And then my other delight right now is my cat laying in this patch of sun and he looks so fucking pleased with himself. Yeah. Anyways, um, my other delight is I've been doing a lot of crocheting because yeah. it's hot and I don't want to be outside a whole lot. So yeah. I'm finding things to do where it's not so hot and crocheting is keeping me busy. Mm-hmm. But I've been... Do you know what barefoot sandals are? Yes. It's another one of my 90s loves because I had I had a pair as a teenager and I fucking wore them every chance I could. But where it's like a little thing that goes on your toe, typically like your, your yes. kind of your second toe yes. and it comes up on your foot. I've been learning how to make them and <gasps> I found this pattern and it's little skull ones. And so it goes like this, and this goes on your toe, and that yeah. goes on the top of your foot. I love it so much. And then these wrap around your ankle, and you tie it. For the photo dump, 
you're not going to see it on my foot because I'm not putting my feet pics on the internet for free. <laughs> for free. No, thank you. No, not for free. But I will. Um... You can add to our tip jar on Kofi if you'd like to see <laughs> Luna's Luna's crochets, barefoot sandal feet pics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I God. Have- I will yeah. I will also send them to you. I have I have web toes, so the <laughs> it'll look real fucking weird <laughs> if I so the reason why I I don't wear them is because I do have like two like my my second and third toe are webbed. Really? So, I did not know that. Yeah, it looks real weird. So I only have like a small slit. So that would be uncomfortable for like wearing those types of sandals and stuff. So my like my big toe and my second toe have like there's major separation so I can wear flip flops, but it's just my second and third toe that are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can't wear like toe rings on the on those two. <laughs> oh, I was going to see. I was going to ask you if you wanted a pair. I can do. <laughs> I want to try and figure out how I can attach this part, like the main foot part, onto a flip-flop. There's got to be a way. Yeah, there's got to be. And I could just sew it on there, and then you could wear flip-flops with it on. You'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I will figure it out. That's my mission now. You are a crochet engineer. But yeah, the reason why, so I I realized this last night while I was working on making these and I just had this really delightful moment uh, realizing that, so I don't know, I want to say like six or seven years ago, I learned how to knit and it was kind of on a whim. I was volunteering at a library and they had a weekly knitting circle and these old ladies would come in it was a very small library and these old ladies would come in and sit together and knit it was mostly knitting but some crocheted but they would just sit it was like a social thing right and I was like this is so adorable I want in on it yeah I want to hang out with you guys can you please teach me how to knit because my gran who passed away a number of years ago That was her thing. And she used to knit all of us blankets and she would make them. They were all multicolored rectangles. And we call the, in the family, we call them the blanket of many colors. And every grandkid got one and everyone, like I have two of them in my possession right now. But we all we all got blankets and like, you know, she would make them and put them on her couch and stuff. Anyways, so I wanted to learn how to knit in honor of her. And so these ladies, this group of old ladies, they taught me and they were so kind and so cool. And they just absolutely loved that a younger person wanted to learn how to knit. Like they thought it was this greatest thing. That's so So, sweet. So they taught me how to knit. And then I stopped knitting for a while because, again, it's like a hyperfixation, right? So I did it for a while and then the dopamine stopped flowing and I just set it aside for a bit. But recently I was like wanting to learn how to crochet and they're very different mediums, although they both use yarn, but the the technique is very different. So I was like, I want to learn how to do this. And so I did and I am. I'm learning how to crochet now 
But I realized last night that I have both knitting and now crochet as a skill. And it's, I realized it honors both of my grandmothers. So my gran was a knitter and my Oma, um, for people who don't know, that's grandma in Dutch, but my Oma was a crocheter. Yeah. So I've learned both of their skills and uh, I just thought that that was really special. It is so special. And it's not only that, but you're also honoring those ladies that taught you too. Yeah, that's true also. You almost have like, not surrogate, but... Adopted grandmas. Yeah, you have adopted ancestors. So every time that you knit, you're honoring your own ancestral folks. Mm -hmm. And you're also honoring... Them as well. Yeah. That's beautiful. I didn't think of it like that. It's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. But yeah, I want to be like, one day I'm going to be that old lady who just teaches you know oh you want to learn how to crochet you want to learn how to sew well come on (laughs) I'm your adopted grandma now well you can do that with me because I never got the hang of it myself I don't have a lot of dexterity once it's a muscle memory I'm great at it yeah it takes me a long time and I'm very slow at learning dexterous things like that um like it took me a very long time to learn how to tie my shoes. Mm -hmm. It took me a very long time to learn how to braid. So those kinds of things don't come naturally to me, but I can get the hang of it if I'm like consistently um, learning. Yeah. The way that I finally learned how to tie my shoes, it was at my grandparents' house and my, I can't remember if it was my my nana or my grandpa I feel like it was my grandpa I couldn't go swimming unless I tied my shoes I think I was like nine or ten I was a little older so you were like I gotta go swimming Uh, yeah it was a big thing but I finally it took me probably like I had been trying since I was in like grade one yeah finally in like grade four or five finally got it with stuff like this too like sometimes you need the space to just kind of slow down and do it and Mm -hmm. like learn it at your own pace without pressure sometimes you need a bit of pressure to like light the fire or whatever but I think too sometimes when people are learning stuff and it's like oh we gotta do it you gotta do it just hurry up and that can be very detrimental to people like learning stuff oh yeah like it was I remember it being like I was it wasn't a negative moment for me because like I I just I just had to keep doing it. Right. Yeah. He saw that like I wasn't practicing either because I was so bored of it. And it wasn't like a skill like that I saw was necessary. Yeah. Especially if you have so, like, oh, hey, could you tie my shoe for me? Well, or even like I didn't need tie on shoes. Like I had flip flops. I had, you know, I didn't see the need for it. Mm hmm looking back now this is actually a really interesting connection point so I had a planter a ceramic planter that had three wires that were so it could hang one of the wires broke off so I asked Ryan is there any way that you can fix this and he is really good at tying knots and braids and like 
I don't know how he does it, but he knows so many different ways to tie knots and to have mm-hmm. structures with like thread and rope and things like that. And he made this really cool, like three strung hanging, but the handle, I saw him like weaving the handle together and the, the way that he reinforced it with knots and things like that and it still looked pretty whereas I would do something like that and it would be structurally sound but it would look like shit so that makes sense in that you do like tying tying your shoes is is a skill and so it does make sense in in that capacity to me now whereas when I was younger well I can just wear flip-flops or you know what I mean yeah yeah i'm getting hungry i need to get lunch Ooh, it's almost dinner time for me see this is what we talked about last week where like the time is weird so you are coming up on lunch and i am coming up on dinner and it's just a weird thing weird time weird time time is a human construct as devin townsend once said yes (laughs) (laughs) i just rotted in bed until like 10 so I missed breakfast I plowed some animal crackers into my face and grabbed a coffee so oh my gosh that's you need lunch you need to go get lunch I need food because I'm starting to get like the hot like the hot sweats and yeah my closet for the last like two and a half hours so (laughs) (laughs) so i am like i'm sweating and i'm hungry so uh it's time to go on that delightful note (laughs) (laughs) um i also have some interesting for maybe i'll tell you next time because it pertains to your um your ancestral knitting and crocheting delights so i also have something in that vein so i will share that with you next week yeah Let's talk more about ancestral stuff next week. Yes. And oh yeah, let's do that. I'd yeah. love to do that. Let's definitely talk Would about love. Cuz um, I know you do a lot of ancestor work. I do and it's it's confusing and it's heavy and it's um it's it's insightful and it's reflective. Um Yeah. And there's a lot of like there's a lot of joy but also confusion. It's I wouldn't say balanced, but there's definitely there's a lot of like nuance and texture to that work. So yeah, I would love to I would love to talk to you about that. Okay. And I really cool. I really want to hear your thoughts on Island of the Sea Wolves. Okay. So that's my homework for the week. <laughs> you can tell me as we chat because we talk every fucking day. Even when I'm at the beach and enjoying time, we're still chatting. Like yesterday, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't chat a lot and it felt weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so please tell me in real time how you love Island of the Sea Wolves. But I also, will. But also let's tell our, our Fridays. Okay. So okay. that's my homework. And then next week, let's dive into talking about ancestor stuff. Yes, please. Because... Um, I want to hear your thoughts on it and I want to hear, you know, some of the things that you've learned because I can like I'm a noob at ancestor work. So, yeah, I can easily put my ancestor work into the frightful and delightful categories for sure, because there are frights and there are delights. (laughs) 
So that works within our within our um, our framework. So yeah. Okay, let's end it there, and we'll get into that next week. Yeah, we'll dive into the fright, the frightful and delightful aspects of ancestors, and we'll hear Luna's thoughts about the island of the sea wolves and all the other interesting stuff that Luna will talk to us about. Yes. <laughs> yes. for listening to our disembodied voices and we hope that you have a fantastic week and we'll see you on spooky phone yeah which is either a thursday or a friday for the weeks in the summer because we have summer things going on and different different things that we want to participate in virtually and in real life. So we we will... can't commit to a a, a single day. So <laughs> we, can't. And we don't want to disappoint you. So please, um, if you can subscribe, like turn notifications on for the frightfully delightful uh, Instagram, uh, frightfully dot delightful. Yeah. So that you can be notified when we update our stories to let you know in advance when we're going to go live for the week. So for the week of this week, the week of July 4th. I don't know. Yeah. So for the week of July 4th, you'll hear this on Tuesday, July 4th. So this week we will likely see you on Thursday. But if not, then we'll see you on Friday. Yes. (laughs) Or something to that effect. Follow us on Instagram and you'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, okay. I, <laughs> you can tell I'm hungry because I like I just like starting to drone on and I don't ever know when to end a sentence because I get so awkward because all I'm thinking about is food. <laughs> it's lunchtime. <laughs> Church keeps trying to walk on the computer. It's like he yeah. knows. It's yeah. like he knows it's time. He's like, get off the computer, you guys. Amanda needs lunch. That's adorable. I think that's what's happening. He's trying to tell us to end the podcast episode so you can go have lunch. That's adorable. (laughs) Okay, I love you. I love you too. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for joining us on this weird and wonderful journey through the realms of fright and delight. If you'd like to explore further with us, join us on Instagram at frightfully.delightful, where this summer we go live every Thursday or Friday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific for our spooky phone sessions. For those who'd love to dig a little deeper and enjoy monthly downloads, explorations, and behind-the-veil content, we have a Patreon with two different options to feed your curiosity. Check out our page for more details at www.patreon.com slash Frightfully Delightful. Until next time, stay curious, weave within the weird, and continue seeking the frightfully delightful moments that make life truly extraordinary. 